0: This episode is brought to you by Oh Hello Media. Oh Hello Media is the nation's leading visual storytellers of brand experiences. They utilize creative storytelling to empower brands with meaningful photography, videography, and video post-production that elicits emotion to create a lasting and memorable impression between your target audience and your brand. Not only do they have team members in every city across the country, their turnkey operational solution saves clients an average of 10 hours of project management, 10 hours. To learn more about Oh Hello Media services and how they're leveling up their client's visuals, please visit their website at www.ohellomedia.com. Again, that's www.ohellomedia.com. everybody, welcome back to the podcast, Confessions of a Creative Director, the original podcast made by a creative director for creative directors, for aspiring creative directors, for creatives of all types who are looking to up their game. This is your podcast, and I am your host, Jaime Cabrera. Welcome back to a very special MasterCast episode of Confessions of a Creative Director. On today's show, I have Tom Chrisman who's ECD and chief evangelist for Catch and Release. It's a creative tech company in New York with a special focus on found content. And he's going to talk to us about how to use found content to make things at the speed of culture. Tom is awesome. He's had a very storied career working for iconic shops like Ogilvy and Anomaly. He's an instructor at the Ad House. He's got a podcast. Really interesting guy with a lot of great... Uh, nuggets of wisdom so you're gonna want to take lots of notes so without further ado let's get into it with Tom Chrisman good morning Tom how are you hello Jaime how are you good how are you I'm doing fantastic good good to see you good to see you what's the um, I'm peeking out your window there what's the uh, what's Mm -hmm. the weather looking like there it's kind of gloomy here it's been raining I'm sort of over this this weather I want it to be sunny Southern California again
1: I got you up very early in the morning. Thank you for that. Uh, You're reminding me to thank you for that. Um, But uh, here in New York City, in Queens, Jackson Heights, New York, it is 30 degrees uh, and uh, it's the first day of spring. So we're hoping that this is the last little
0: chill we're going to get. All right. All right. Well, we'll we'll power through because we are professionals. I am warm. I am fine. I'm inside. But I'm excited to speak to you. Uh, we got connected on on LinkedIn somehow. I can't remember. The universe brought us together. Yeah. Um, and you're just you're just kind of a prolific content creator, creative. You've had a, a very storied career, which I would love for you to to talk to us about everything from Ogilvy to VaynerMedia to you know your current spot. But uh, kind of give us a, a, an overview of of your career trajectory because as we were speaking everything that you've done has kind of led you up to this moment uh, where you are now and and working with catch and release and and this idea of working with found content, right? So why don't you give the audience a kind of a a tour of your illustrious (laughs) career?
1: Do you have 30 years? Because my my mother called me uh, the – am I the only one who's mentioned his mother on the podcast? No, Uh, you're not. My mother called me – I don't know. What is it? It must have been in November because that's when it was. She said, "You know, today is your thirtieth anniversary in advertising." And I said, "Oh my God, how am wow. I that old? How am I that old?" So, uh, yeah. So I came right out of FIT in New York City, where I went for advertising design, fashion to technology. I had no, I have no fashion sense. <laughs> my girlfriend will tell you that. Um, but, uh, I took ad design classes there and being inside New York City at the time, which was the early nineties, I, um, I got to meet, you know, all my heroes and went to the art director's club a lot. So I was very much in the ad scene right out of college and in, you know, my second year in college, I was like, I'm going to be in advertising. I, that was my new, like life's dream, which I didn't even know it existed couple of years before that, I thought I was going to be like a package designer or like a graphic designer. So um, I'm so glad I found this this career. Um, I, I have since worked. At, I started in direct mail, which I uh, yeah. don't even call it that anymore. Or the people who do it aren't really considered quote, unquote, in advertising, they used to call it below the line, which, um, which was such a kick in the you know teeth. Yeah. Um, but uh, I hated it because I wanted to be at Gary Goldsmith's place, Goldsmith Jeffrey, which was the cool shop. Um, my friends were getting jobs there and at Margiotis Fertita, and Weiss. None of these names mean anything to anyone anymore. I guess Margiotis is still around. Um, but uh, I, I got a job at Ogilvy Direct. And the reason I got the job is because I wrote this little brochure saying, is Tom Chrisman a copywriter or an art director? And the brochure was a direct mail piece, obviously. So I was showing you that I awesome. could do a direct mail piece. Uh, and in it, it proves that I'm both. Because it, it was a timeline of my life up until then. And it was how I loved to make books. And I loved to make, you know, I was a maker. Um, and before yeah. I knew what that was. So I just told them, like, I can do both. And, you know, sent them the, the, the direct mail piece, quote unquote. And it got me the job. And it was, uh, it was a great job. I was there for two years. I met uh, David Ogilvy a couple of times. Really? Once I, I rode an elevator with him, which was amazing. Wow. Never, never really spoke to him. I was just in awe. So, but um, yeah, it was a great place to be because it was the time uh, when we were sort of coming into the internet. Nobody knew what it was yet or what it would become. It feels like that now, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, and, you know, they were saying, like, interactive television is going to be the thing. You know, everybody was looking right. for what's next. Advertising's over, by the way. This is 30 years ago. They were saying advertising is done. It will never be the same. Uh, forget everything you know. It's all changed. Uh, and, yeah. you know, they're still saying that. Yeah. So um, so I got to do a lot of – I got to learn about persuasive writing. Uh, writing. I had to write. They would tell you, the, you know, the control – which the control is the letter that's been doing the best in direct mail, right? So it's this is the control letter you have to beat it, and you you have a, a letter that you have to beat. And this this letter is five pages, so we say you should write your letter five pages, but it should be different. How it's different is up to you, and you got to beat that letter. So I grew up just trying to beat these letters in in you know two years of that. Um, wow, it taught me to write persuasively. It taught me to. Think about the person reading it, you know, Um, they're they're opening this thing. It's not they don't care. They're opening their mail. They they care a lot about the other mail. This one, it's an offer. It's a you know, it's American Express was my client and I had to beat the letter that was, you know, was the killer of all time. And who and, and
0: who had who had written that
1: letter? My boss, like the the top guy who I met with, uh, he was the last guy I met with. I can't remember his name now. Uh, He's passed away since, but uh, he wrote the letter to end all letters, which was uh, frankly, the American Express card isn't for everyone. That's that's the way the letter started. Wow, Uh, you know, and it was playing on you know the fact that like if you can get this thing, then you are you you know this this is uh, giving you the thumbs up for life. Um, And they've gone away from that positioning, but right. that was, that was the one that uh, killed, but I, I learned how to, how to connect with people, um, and how to make things in direct response. You had the ability to do things that were much more intricate and, you know, kind of, uh, you could give them a, a, a scratch off or a, a pull. I used to call it like, uh, we're just getting monkeys to, you know, put, put chips in the, in the bin, you know, it's like you're trying yeah. to trick people into doing things. And, and, um, it sort of, it was a great primer for advertising because, you know, I left there and went to Kersha Mountain Bond and Partners, which was, uh, much cooler and hipper and, you know, in Soho. And it was, they were doing the Snapple ads. Uh, and I learned, I learned a lot about, um, about, you know, how to make advertising that makes people notice it, you know? So I wasn't right. writing letters that would come to you anymore. I was writing things that would make people talk. Um, and they had a whole thing called under the radar, which was all about like PR and stunts. Like they put a sticker on a mango and they said, as seen in Snapple mango. Right. And, and they put <laughs> that in supermarkets. So it was this like, yeah. you know, you didn't expect to see an ad there. They also, uh, painted on the sidewalk. Um, from here, it looks like you could use some new underwear, uh, and it was for, uh, <laughs> for some, some underwear place. And it was yeah. done by Risa Mickenberg, who was a, a, a great writer. Um, and uh yeah they they would do things like that so i I learned to sort of that was like the sort of pr get some get some eyeballs on your stuff and then as i as i went through my career and i went to bbdo and did the big tv stuff and and uh what i always wanted to do which was the big tv and and all that stuff and um learned from some amazing creative directors uh, eric silver jerry graf greg hahn um you know so many uh Brilliant people that I feel like I, you know, uh, and the whole way I was I was learning to do these things, but always taking it to the place where I was kind of a little bit silly, and I would always kind of try to try to play with the the like try to play with the meta of things, you know, like play with yeah. the the viewer, you know. Um, and when I got to uh, Demasma Goldstein, which was my last sort of like. Um, running a running an agency job right um i was very much into co-creation and um we did a campaign for weight watchers where i didn't i i I definitely i just didn't want to go on another shoot where we had weight watchers people and they were it was like fake you know we'd take them to la we'd shoot them on a stage by the end of the week they'd all be so jaded and so like stars that they had changed a little bit i was like (laughs) we got to get real like iPhones. This is I don't know, six, seven years ago, iPhones are getting to the point where and computer, you know, cameras are getting to the point where they're pretty good, especially with our target audience and the people that we yeah. know, let's get them to shoot the commercials, even if we have to send them a camera.
0: And yeah, so we
1: did. And we called it selfie festo. And we wrote uh, a script for them, like half a script, you know, that the plan had worked for so many people, and they all did it differently. Uh, and then we asked them to add in and shoot B-roll and, you know, here's what B-roll is. This is like, we're going to be playing this underneath what you're saying. So just like, show us what, you know, exercises you do. Show us what uh, foods you make to stay in your shape. And you know what? This thing, and we didn't, we, we gave them a little bit of creative direction. Like don't wear logos, right? Uh, hold your camera this way, get a tripod, um, you know, all the little tips and tricks, you know, don't have backlighting that we all know now because of Zoom, but um, it was uh, it was great. It came out so good. It came out so authentic. And, yeah, it um, was
0: real, right? It, it really, it and it probably real. gave the viewer the, the feeling like, hey, that looks like me, that looks like my house. That, you know, like I yeah. could do it too. So it had that, that kind of realness to it.
1: And none of these people were celebrities. They were all just regular people that we knew had good um, social, media skills, but weren't yeah. didn't have millions of followers. They were just real. Um, they've since become my friends on Instagram, some of them. Um, yeah. It's amazing what happens when you when you co-create. And also, it was better than anything that anybody could have written because this is how a real person talks about it. So uh, like it became my sort of obsession to like just document, almost like making commercials that are documentaries. Yeah. Um, we ended up getting, uh, and then we ended up getting uh, what's called Shutterstock. And they were like, we need a new campaign. And again, how do you use what you've got instead of making something new? Because for Shutterstock, you can't make a spot and shoot it. You can- <laughs> I mean, I guess you could. You could do a documentary about people using sure. Shutterstock. That was one of the thoughts we had. But um, in the end, we said, let's make let's make stuff out of stock that doesn't look like stock. Right. Um, and we looked at culture and we said, well, there's this fire festival thing that's happening right now. Yes. Back then. I saw this. I saw this. Okay. Go ahead. Keep going. And then, uh, they, they were like, Oh cool. So, so we made, so, so in the story of the fire festival, the guy who did it, um, who since went to jail and and now is out and looking for funding for his next project, which is crazy. Um, he had just blown a million dollars on a trip to the islands near where he was going to be with a bunch of models and uh and the pigs
0: and the the swimming
1: pigs and the swimming all these things and and so he shot this whole promo for what he said would be firefest and he put a bunch of stuff in it and made it look like it's going to be really fun well in the end he didn't spend any money on the actual event so like when people got there there was a i think there was a storm It came through. There was nowhere to stay. People had to stay in tents, which were blowing down the beach. He gave everybody a ham sandwich, like a a cheese sandwich or something. Yes. Um, People ended up like stranded at this thing. So we and there were two. um, In culture, there were two documentaries about it. So we thought, let's jump onto this. Let's make uh, a quote unquote promo for this, but then halfway through, let's pull the rug out and say, "No, this is not a promo for that weird festival. This is Shutterstock, and you can make anything out of stock."
0: Uh, and yeah, you did. If I remember correctly, I remember correctly, you did it. You did it, shot for shot. Like every much. shot, you kind of found something that was very similar we and recreated. I remember this. Music. I remember even, this. Um,
1: there's a there's a voice at the beginning set sa- that says like. Uh, something like, uh, everything is possible when you dream or some, some line like that with a voice like that. So I just did that as like, that was the only piece that we actually created for it. It was me into a mic saying that line, whatever it was. And we just, yeah, just to give you the same feel. Uh, we even had swimming pigs, which were on shutterstocks library. So all of it was available and we spent, uh, in the end with the edit and everything, it was about 12 grand. So he so spent a million dollars. We spent twelve thousand dollars. Of course, we didn't have to pay Shutterstock for it because it was their stuff. But yeah. you know, uh, it was cheaper than anything. Uh, so that again, like I am, I was so into that because it's like we don't have to make anything. We don't have to pretend to be the coolest people in the room. We don't have to find the best director and then, and then you know, convince her to shoot our spot and please be cool. You know, and don't change it because we love the we just have to make it and we sit with an editor and just make it. And that is so fun. Um, yeah, and everybody jumped in and it was so, and it became this like, okay, what could we do next? And we did like eight or nine of them, uh, before shutterstock was like, yeah, we're cool. Yeah. We got it. Um, <laughs> I don't think they wanted
0: to pay us. Yeah. Any, I, I but, remember that. Yeah. I remember those. I love those. Yeah. Yeah. Very uh, cool. So, so that
1: led me, um, once I, I freelanced from, from Damasmo, uh, I worked at Boehner. For a little while, uh I went back to freelancing. I uh in in that time I I, I had met with uh Annalisa Gooden at uh at Ketchum Release and was freelancing with her and building something inside. And <clears throat> then I just said, you know, like I feel so good in this position and I feel like this company is gonna make uh make creativity just more uh, democratized and, and spread it yeah. out. I think this is the future. So I jumped in and I said, uh, I want to I be here. I want to be your ECD and I want to be a found content evangelist, which is, a, which is a title I've sort of given myself uh, to, to evangelize these things because I feel like there's so much creativity out there that we are just letting it rot on the vine and we should be jumping in and, and grabbing it every day.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's that's a great that's a great place to start. So the mountaintop is yours. Uh, evangelize. Tell us all about found content and how you know how to get started with it. Um, you know how how do we get rolling with it? Because I agree. I mean, and, and everybody is a content creator, right? Yes. Everybody's got the most powerful device we've ever known, right, in the palm of your hand. Great yep. cameras, you know, all kinds of stuff everybody has understood sort of the mechanics of how to play to a camera and how to, I mean, it's, it's amazing. So why not use some of that? Plus stuff that already is in existence, right? There's almost even sort of a recycling aspect to it, but, but yeah, tell, tell the audience a little bit about, you know, the found content idea and why, you know, you're so passionate about it and how to use it.
1: Well, I think that it, you know, not just found content, but just the idea of being curious about all of the ideas that have ever existed, um, is sort of part of what a creative director needs to do. Um, Mm -hmm. because I found myself as a creative director, the best, the best part of my job was when I saw an idea from a team that hit the brief or maybe even like hit it better than the brief could have. Uh, but it was similar to an idea that I had seen, you know, decades ago or, uh, that I had read in a book about, you know, like the Howard Gossage, uh, you know, get, 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 uh, the book of Gossage. If you don't have it, if you're a creative director and read it cover to cover, learn it. Cause he, again, way ahead of his time, way before the internet, he was writing things that were interactive and in New Yorker magazines in the fifties, um, and sixties. And it was, uh, his ads are like nothing I had ever seen before or since. Uh, he could be a social media manager today, um, but anyway, read, read that. Uh, be curious about everything that's ever existed because when you see ideas and you see something, now a bad creative would say, a bad creative director would say, "Oh, that idea's been done." Howard Luck Gossage did that a million years ago.
0: Don't right. Do
1: that. Do like, yeah. hey, read like I like your idea. It's similar to something that he did here in a totally different way. Look at how he used it to heighten the, you know, whatever it is. Make the idea better by combining something that exists already and learning from it. So similarly, found content is basically we are living right now in the metaverse. I know they say they're building the metaverse. They're not. They're trying to buy up the metaverse. The metaverse exists. We all live in it. We live in it every day. We are on it right now, talking, right? We are here together, you and me on Riverside, right? That's one part of the metaverse, where we never would have been able to exist before. Uh, But we made it happen. We called each other on LinkedIn, another part of the metaverse. And we said, Hey, want to be friends? Want to talk? Sure, let's meet here. And you sent me a link to another part of the metaverse. And now we're we're talking in it, we're recording ourselves, and we're putting it out into the universe. Well, that is going to exist for all of time. And someday somebody might take this and make it into an ad for Riverside or an ad for ad house or an ad for your agency. Hey, look, this is how it started, right? Um, there's so much that's being made right now by everyone from like, Hey, I just got a new job on LinkedIn to uh, a, a song like a dumb song that you sing into your TikTok and you for your dog and you just like the cheese, the the cheese tax, right? Like whoever made the cheese yeah. tax is a frigging genius. And thank you so much for that song. We are all enjoying it so much right now. And the corn kid, you know, all these people yep. are adding to our, to culture more than more than people had in the past. Like the corn kid has probably added as much to culture as the writer of any b- book in the 1800s, right? Like that's as much like changing of your brain as that kid has done, uh, and when you think about that, that's that's yeah. kind of incredible. You're,
0: you're um, kind of blowing my, you're kind of blowing my my mind right now, and I just marked this whole section, you know, this idea that we we're already in the in in the metaverse, and, and you're absolutely yeah. right. I mean, we're it's it's uh, you know it, it's uh, it's it's really fascinating to think about it that way. I've so created my entire like, oh.
1: and you've created your entire like brand right in, in I'm not like connected to anything. I any mean, catch and release right now I'm working for, but like I've created Tom Chrisman online. Like I, it's, it's a, it's a brand that, that I've created and I've created it out of just being passionate about advertising, creativity, um, ideas, uh, curiosity, uh, and people, Call me up and want to talk to me about it. It's kind of crazy, right? So, yeah. so in this, in your job as a creative director, you have to be open. So, the first step to to using found content is just knowing where it all is. Being, I know, I, I fought it for a long time, but be on TikTok. Get on there. Get on. Be real. Get on Snapchat. You don't have to make anything. You don't have to creep. You don't have to be a weirdo. But like you might think you're too old for snapchat you probably are but but you know what be on there look see what everybody's doing on there how are people innovating um who are the biggest people on there what are they saying um something like tiktok is great because it's so organic that you can just find anything you know um when they start to monetize these things they start to narrow Right ways you can you can discover which which stinks you know um, right
0: but you so can overcome more, that right like you just just in your own just by using curiosity right and figuring out ways to search in different ways you can overcome that, that limitation
1: and you can learn things just by being I would say you know spend you know if you're a newbie just spend an hour a day just tooling around um, and and seeing what's happening on the different platforms. Uh, and learn where your audience is and what do they care about? What are they writing yeah. about? Like, you know, we all sit in these rooms and we see these personas, you know, and it's, uh, Jaime is a persona and he's, uh, he's a creative director and he lives in LA and he's got guitars and he's, you know, and he's not a real person. Like now you're a real person. I'm basing him off you, but, but he's not real. Like now I'm looking at you. This is a real person. What does he care about? You know? Um, you can. you can you can literally uh, watch your customers live. Like it never was like that. I mean, you had to like hire what was called an ethnographer and they yeah, have to like, it was a great way to learn how people really used peanut butter, right? Because like if right. they went into a focus group, they would say, well, I, what I like to do is I like to, and they like embellish what they do. No, here's yeah. what they do. They scoop it out of there. They slap it on there, you know, and you learn by watching humans without them sort of being conscious of being watched in their natural habitat. Yeah. And their natural habitat right now is the metaverse, which is all of social media, LinkedIn, Microsoft word docs, Google docs, all of the things that we're making and putting into the cloud, um, are up for grabs in terms of like looking at and, and, learning from. So, so my first step is just get in there. Don't try to, don't try to be an expert. Nobody's an expert. Not even Gary Vaynerchuk knows what's next. You know, it's, it's, but he's in there and he's watching and he's, he's participating and he's making things. That's another thing I would, I would encourage everyone to do is, is make a little bit, you know, like try making a TikTok I know it's scary, but like, just, just do it. See how it feels. See how the yeah. see the um, the technical way of how you have to upload it. What does it mean? You have to keep. Oh, it you download it to your phone too. So learning all of these little things about uh, the the ways that we use these things are are ways to sort of get yourself into the the insights of get yourself in the headspace of people that are living you know uh, every day on these on these uh, websites. So get into it uh learn from it um and that's that's the that's the first step is okay and do, you know don't try to control don't try to like okay how do we use it how do we use it no it doesn't it just,
0: it yeah doesn't just do just, just casually it's almost like you know when, when when you meditate right it's like don't don't judge the thoughts as they're coming in just just take them in just take them in observe them it's almost a similar idea right don't try to do anything with it just kind of just take it all in yep
1: Um, and then the the second, the second step is to, uh, to, you know, hero, make the audience the, again, don't try to make it into like, okay, how can I use this to sell my brand? But just focus on your audience because they're telling their stories, they're telling their personal stories to you. And, um, that is beautiful. You know, and and it's such a it's such an honor to be able to hear these stories. Now, you've been interrupting them with your stories advertising for, you know, (laughs) 50 years and you've been asking them to watch. And you've been like, why don't they watch? They go to the the," well, maybe watch their stories now. Maybe it's time to, to watch their stories
0: um that's a that's another one i'm marking that because that that (laughs) also is just blowing blowing my mind and what a concept right it's like because you're absolutely right it's like why aren't they watching our stuff why are we watching them or you know or or why are yeah oh my
1: god that's great you know okay it's it's how to how to influence people right how to how to make friends and influence people who's the dale carnegie is yeah that's the whole book yeah shut the fuck up (laughs) and listen yeah and ask questions and listen and follow up questions yeah Um, I, I learned that again from being a podcast host, uh, and I'm sure you have too, is like when I go back to edit, uh, and you don't do much editing, which I love, I love that. That's, that's the key. Um, but don't, don't talk so much, um, and, and just let your, uh, let your, let your guests tie himself into knots while he tries to finish the sentence, you know, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and I do, and I am guilty of that. And that may have been what you were reacting to. I think sometimes, and I've been, become more conscious no, of right. it. I'm like, you just don't, t- don't talk as much. Uh, but I get so excited that I want to jump in. All right. Yeah. So we've got a couple, we got a couple of gold nuggets already. Keep them coming. Awesome. Um, so a- as you, as you watch your audience,
1: try to, try to learn what they like, the things that they like may not be exactly what you make, but it may be next to what you make. So like, like, w- like with, um, <clears throat> the, uh, Shutterstock guys, right. It's like using, using the, uh, Firefest to sell Shutterstock. What? <laughs> that seems like, why would we be talking about Firefest? That's so out of, well, that is what everybody was talking about that week. Right. You know? So like there were two documentaries, one on Netflix, one on Hulu. It was like a dueling doc. So yeah. we had like this cultural moment, um, but there may be things in your audience's world that they love, that are sort of adjacent to what you make or what you do, but that you have the ability to step in and say something about, or love to, or um, or make an analogy like you know, like we did with the Firefest thing, and say like you know you could make cool stuff, cooler stuff for way less money. Uh, right. And maybe don't get yourself in trouble. Um, there's a way to sort of think about your audience and also think about culture and then just kind of it's almost like when you're looking at those 3d paintings and like you sort of let your eyes cross it's sort right. of what you have to do is like there's this thing and there's our product how do they sort of overlap you know so yeah. so that's another thing with what's found content <clears throat> is like don't just focus on yourself and your own wants and needs and what your roi that you need to get on this think about your audience's roi what what they need to get and how can you help them how can you help them get what they need to get while also saying like, "Oh, there's this other thing you might want." Um, so that's the second step. Is is that's Put great. your put your, uh, put your customer in, in the center. Um, the third the third one is is to uh, don't and this might be a good life thing. Is like don't just search for the thing you need right now. Yeah. Um, that is like, oh, I've got a meeting in ten minutes, so I need to like look up what the, the you know search for. Or I have a a campaign and I need to find all the pictures of people opening jars or whatever. Um, And, uh, like, that's great. You may need that. Stock is probably the way to go there because you just need it and you need it now. But be a curator. Be, um, so curation. Hold that thought. Hold that thought because my dog is
0: driving me nuts. He wants to get out. All right. We'll pause. Go, buddy. Go, 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 go. Like you said, no editing. This is re- this is real life. This is real. We're making we're making it. Yeah, dog we're making a moment. Okay, out,
1: everybody. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Uh, so what was I saying? The uh, the curation. The curation, right? So like, don't don't just search for what you need. Be a curator. Always be. Do this all the time, right? Like, always be on TikTok. Always be on what what is the next thing or where you are just watching, and always putting your 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 audience in the center. And then as you do that, when you find something, it may not be like, Oh, this is an, a great idea. And it's an answer to that, but it connects somewhere. It's, it sparks. Yeah. Put it in a folder. Maybe it's like one folder is customer reviews. One folder is, um, sports moments that connect to our brand idea um, one folder is you know it could be such random stuff but just curate it and put it in a place with the URLs so that you know where it is and it's uh, we used to call it a, a, a tear sheet or a tear folder or a or a, um, what was it uh, you'd have like a folder of ideas and you'd just like rip them out of magazines and I was just watching, rewatching Mad Men and um, Megan, his second wife, Don Draper's second wife, says, um, uh, don't tear all the ads out of my magazines, you know, because that's what we used to do, you know? Right. We used to go to the magazine store and when we had a new assignment, my art director, Josh Conover Purcell, who was my art director at the time, would go to the, he'd be like, all right, uh, I'm going to go to the magazine store. And he'd go to the magazine store and just buy everything. And then we'd sit there, and we'd tear out pictures that kind of looked like the idea. Right, the vibe, yeah. Because what we were doing, and we didn't quite know it, was the magazines were culture, right? That was culture. That was like the gatekeepers of culture had decided, this is the look this season, this week, this month. Um, This is the cool stuff. These are the things we're talking about. And as we tore them out, we were getting a little, like like this is what's happening this is the cool. these are the cool you know photographers this is the look this is the model this is the um and then when we had the ideas later that would infuse into it well now we have the internet so if you're not curating if you're not always you know grabbing stuff and putting it into folders then you're going to have a lot of catching up to do when you get that brief, right? You got to, now you got to run around and buy all the magazines and rip all. You know what I, out. you know, what
0: I do is uh si- similar, uh, but I go to Barnes and Noble and I start yeah. flipping through magazines and taking photos. Right. And then I, yes. and so similar concept. Uh, but yeah, that's yeah. great. And you know, what's funny is that it's, there's, there's something about, and I don't know, I, I suppose, I mean, Barnes and Noble is having a huge run, right? They're making a big resurgence. People like printed things. So yeah. hopefully they, they don't go away, but it, it sometimes it's hard to find stuff of the same type online. Right. So that's why you, you want to go and see things that have been printed. I don't know what it is about it. Maybe cause it's been committed in like, in, in a way that's forever on a, I don't know. There's something interesting about print and, Right. You know, so it's been
1: well, it's been through an editorial process. It's been through mm. a gatekeeper. Right. It's been through a curator. Basically, you've got you've got a high, pay, highly paid curator. These magazine <laughs> editors who are basically the, the culture mavens. Right. They're like, no, nope, that's not it. They sit. They magazine editors sit in a room with the entire magazine on the wall and they say yes yes and no 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 even the ads are yeah. they decide where they go based on how good they look and what how they connect to all the other stuff um and so that's been a little bit lost because now we've got the internet which is the uh, barrier to entry is way easier so uh, you can but if you find a site that you feel like really connects with you or if you find a creator on TikTok or right. uh or Instagram reels or anywhere that is like, Oh, I love the vibe. I love how this person thinks. Save them. Curate. Yeah. That's your love. This is your job. You know, your job is to be the curator of culture uh, as a creative director, right? For your people, for your client, for your agency, for your, your, uh, your clients. Um, You are the curator of culture. So be that every day wherever you go you should be aha you know and that's another great thing about being a creative in advertising is that everything you do is your job you know i play (laughs) fifa i play fifa uh at night when i want to relax yeah that's my job like when i see a new (laughs) thing on fifa that's come up and it's like oh they're doing this new thing i'm like oh how can i use that for my next thing right like oh that's a good idea to make people want to get more you know use it more you know yeah again by the way i'm still in the metaverse when i'm when i'm playing fifa like we're we're always there
0: yeah and think about that and uh i'm sure you saw this right but the whole um uh, uh richmond united right the, the the fake team from ted lasso now in fifa right yeah. so now it's like the real real life coming into i mean what a what yeah. a crazy time I, right? i
1: saw someone uh had modded a minecraft team in in fifa and i i still don't know how i just saw a video of it on on instagram rules if it was a somebody had faked it or what but like somebody like there's so much going on so much creativity everywhere where you never expect it um just be aware of that and notice it uh and pick it up because you can use it so so getting back to to found content um so once once you're once you're curating and you start to um you start to have like a bunch of stuff that you want to maybe use. Yeah. Um, Here's where like a lot of people don't know what to do. Um, You can license a lot of stuff that you find online and use it in paid advertising. That is something your lawyers at your agency will be like, absolutely not. it's totally possible you need you need yeah. licensing people you need uh, you know business affairs you need the lawyers to be on on board but uh, it is it is safe and doable if you if you know how to do it um, catch and release does it all the time for people they have a platform that does that but uh, you don't have to use catch and release you can do it yourself um, but what we find is that more and more of the top brands right now are are going there are using yeah are using creators and their ability to make stories anywhere uh, right now um, to make great ads. Um, You know, Nike's doing it. Google, of course, with the year in search, that is one of the greatest found content campaigns of all time. All they do is show you stuff that other people made this year, uh, whether it's sports moments or, uh, or just, you know, a TikTok dance that, swept the nation or just a a moment of emotional you know uh vulnerability that we all yeah. had and uh and it just makes you feel you know that that spot people wait for it every year it's it's almost a uh end of year event um yeah they're they are curating all year i mean that's all google is right is curation if you think about it so yeah. um the best and, friends in are uh, doing it
0: yeah and, and a for a former client of ours i i didn't work on this part of it but uh it's a healthcare company dignity health their their chain of hospitals and they be, do a beautiful job finding these moments their their whole um their whole kind of uh, ethos is about human kindness and they find all these beautiful little moments that are real and those are their ads and yeah. they're so heartwarming and, and so touching that you know you really feel um uh, you know a connection to the brand and make the leap that wow if they really are focused this focus on human kindness that's the place i got to be at if i ever need Absolutely. to be in a, in a hospital you know
1: we all spend so much time you know casting uh our commercials right it's like you can cast your ideas now you can sort of you can sort of say like oh these are the people that are having the ideas who's got it who's got it the best way, you know, and you can jump in and, and co-create with them and, and, and make things with them, you know, with their knowledge and their participation. And it's kind of, it's kind of beautiful. Um, yeah. and they're, and they're willing to do it. So, so the, the fourth step is like, don't steal it. Uh, cause you don't have right. to steal it. You know, don't, don't pretend you didn't get it from the internet, you know, don't right. like, don't like write it as a script and then say, look at this, you know, cause it's never going to be as good. Right it's just never gonna be as good, so uh try to try to share the credit as much as you share sort of the idea the ideation process um and make sure that you have the right licenses if you do use it because if you get caught using something <laughs> that somebody has put up there, yeah you're backfire everything
0: and, and yeah it's, it's just cool. bad form, bad form and bad karma, so does that bring us up to um catch and release can do all of that catch and release
1: can do all of that yeah we we have curators so i i believe in the future that agencies and we're seeing a lot more in-house agencies now because um i went to the in-house agency forum in october or november um and it was an award show uh in-house agencies are getting so good uh, it yep. used to be when I was at, at the direct agency, right. Ogilvy and their direct, I was sad and I was like, you know, I don't want to be here. Well, the only worst place to be would be an in-house agency at that point. Right. Now they're getting so good because they're, um, because there's so many good creatives and, yeah. and, um, they're finding their way there and they want, uh, they don't want to, you know, work until nine o'clock every night, which uh, I think the advertising industry got a really bad rap, where it was like, just work harder, work harder, work harder. you know, have more ideas. Um, so they're, they're going in house. Um, but uh, yeah, there's there's so much. Uh, I forgot where we were, but I, I'm just uh,
0: Well, just, you know, we were talking about how um, catch and release can sort of do right. do all this for curators. you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. The curators, uh,
1: the, the curation the idea of a curator in in an agency i think we'll you'll see that um like we're seeing in house agencies now i think i think we'll see the the curation role be be a role that comes back but we've got curators at at catch and release they're filmmakers and artists and painters and photographers and they're really into the art side of this stuff but also they understand the internet uh and where people are and who the creators are and They've just got a good eye, and then we so I we've do got so licensing people as well.
0: So, in a perfect world, right? Uh, I I could come to you and say, I I could give you a feeling that I'm trying to achieve, right? And you mm-hmm. might be able to find something. Uh, but I could also come to you with a couple of key pieces that I like that I put in my little tear folder, as you described it, right? And it's it's yeah. got to be in this lo- in this vein, right? And I'm sure. You and your team are like well, if you if you like that you got to see this guy who created this thing with the you know with yeah. the dogs and the and the you know whatever it is I'm sure that they're even I mean if if you're a tuned in person I got to believe that the people that work at, at catch and release are you know tuned in to the nth degree like they're aware of everything that's sort of happening in in that metaverse as you describe it
1: yeah and they know I mean the curators like you've got creative director types like me. And, uh, you know, every job has has a creative director or someone who's going to be the creative lead on it. A lot of times the lead curator is a creative director of a type who could who could work in any agency. Um, And so you'll have us uh, looking at it. And uh, they know not only where the things are, but what is licensable. So they know the like the licensability of something based on things like are there logos in the shot? How many how many principles are in there? Who shot it? What's the what's the original source? Uh, Are there landmarks in the background? I mean, there are things that we don't even think about that are you have to license, right? Um, Right. So so they think about it like that. But yeah, they know where everything is. And it's amazing, because every job we get is another sort of dip into just like when you're a creative director in advertising, you get to learn about this whole new realm right like um uh what do we what do we uh, we work for amazon uh and we you know they're doing these these beautiful things that are uh sometimes it's not even finding thing it's not even finding the actual asset it's finding the sort of uh inspiration for it like um amazon wanted to find really funny or interesting five-star reviews Yeah. Now they had their own people that could do that. They never had the time because they're doing so many other things. So they hired us to curate from from Amazon five-star reviews that they could then make stuff out of. So like sometimes found content isn't the thing. It's the inspiration for the thing, you know? Um, It's research almost, right? So we found the best five-star reviews. One of them was for a – now they put these up online already so I can talk about them. But – one of them was for a horse mask, that, that silly horse mask that everybody yeah. has. So, and it was, the whole spot was just a guy running around in a horse mask. And at the end, it's it's the five-star review, which is real. that says, quote, now my life is complete. And so that was the whole five-star review. There was no mention yeah. of the thing. Uh, and in the end of the spot, which they shot the guy finds all these other people with animal head masks and he jumps onto the top of uh, a little human pyramid that they've made on the beach. And it says, now my life is complete five stars. So it's like that came out of a real review that someone yeah. made and they just added on to it. So that, that is co-creation in a nutshell, basically.
0: And they could have, they could have done that. If I'm thinking about this correctly, cause I thought that's where you were going. They actually could have done that also with a piece of found content, right? In other words, they could have found some creator that was running around with sure. the head as well. Sure. Um But the but that's so fascinating that, and my and my son does this right. It's like uh, when the, he's watching a YouTube video. Part of the experience is now just going through all the comments because there's oh, content yeah. and there's like really funny things that happen in the comment, and that's a whole other stream of that. creativity. And it's you know just like you described with the reviews. I mean, they're their own content and their own little bits of magic creativity
1: that is basically what VaynerMedia media does and a lot of the uh, social social uh agencies are doing is they're literally just watching the comments so if you put something up and then you watch the comments you will see the creativity of humanity at large they are brilliant and they will come up with so many different ways to slice it some of them will be silly some of them will be not safe for work some of them will be you know and but watch that Um, vayner has a um a uh, a job title called uh, post creative strategist which i had never heard before it's basically someone who sits in the comments and they watch the engagement so they see like oh a lot of people are sharing this one for some reason yeah or a lot of people are saving this one or uh people are saying this a lot you know like uh one of them was uh um something about uh you know childhood memory unlocked and that led to a whole you know somebody had like oh that's cool that could be a line you know and then and then they go down the rabbit hole of like what are the childhood memories around this product and what can we uh, for some reason a couple of people had said that in the comments so therefore this must be something that is powerful with people. There's a there's a science to it, but there's also an art to sort of mm-hmm. knowing when to jump in and say, let's make something off of that. So, sit in the, that's another step I think, sit in the comments and watch um and be ready to jump in as your as your brand, you
0: know? And and don't be afraid. Jump in and, yeah. and be be part of it. Do you think that in your mind and I I think I know what you're going to say. Um it doesn't have to be a hundred percent of what you do. It can be a just a, a a part of your of your advertising mix, right? So now you have Absolutely. Maybe some tr- some traditional T V, maybe you have some digital stuff. But you could carve out a thing for found content. It doesn't have to take over your whole no brand.
1: No. I mean it's like it's like anything. It's like animation. It's like um, you know, film, it's like Twitter. It's any any kind of anything that you do. It's not going to be everything, but uh, yeah you should be watching it at least because I feel like there's so much free stuff there. And it's you know a lot of people will say, well, it's just I just use stock. It's like well, a stock is like it's like fishing at the the little lake that where they throw fish in. You know what you're going to catch. You're going to catch one of those sunnies. And then, yeah. you know, you're going to, you're going to throw it back and then you're going to catch. Another. This is like a river that's never ending. And it just keeps refilling with wild things. You don't know what they're yeah. going to be. And, and, yeah. and it sort of shows you, you know, what's happening in the world. So, yeah. I, I, and they're real I and it. you can't beat it. Yeah. It, it's yeah, real it's and so you can't beat it. Them. It's, and you're the creative director of the world at that point, right? You're like kind of, you're kind of playing with so much more creativity, uh, there's a lot of responsibility with that. You can't take it. You can't, you know, think it's yours because it's not, but, uh, you can do stuff with it and play with it and people will love it.
0: So was there, you know, I, I, and I think we talked about this previously, but I imagine there was sort of a big uptick when we, you know, when, when COVID hit and you couldn't go out and shoot stuff, um, that was probably what a lot of brands turn to is, is this idea. Was there a big kind of spike in?
1: Absolutely. We were yeah. crushing it. Uh, it was before I came on, I think I came on because of that spike. Right. Um, and I think it like zoom, it taught us how to use found content, right? Like it taught us the, how valuable it is, uh, by having to go to it, you know, um, it, we, we learned to use it a little bit, more Uh, we definitely have way more people interested in this stuff than than before um, after that and I think uh, people have done some brilliant things with it Um, one of the one of the things uh, that we show is uh, uh, again another thing that was more inspiration than actual asset was for mischief they did something for Heinz ketchup where they um, they found that people were writing these reviews on Yelp of uh, diners and restaurants that they liked, but there was only one problem. <laughs> you know the problem—the ketchup. It looked like Heinz, but it wasn't really Heinz, you know. And they kept finding these, and they they hired us to to go find a bunch and license them, and so they could use them in in some teasers. But but they ended up making this beautiful idea that was called uh, Tip for Heinz, which if you gave an extra dollar on your receipt and you wrote it down and you said $1 tip for Heinz and you took a picture of that. And so you're adding a dollar to the tip, which is fine for the server and you're taking a picture of it. You're putting it online and you're basically calling the restaurant out cause the restaurant's name is on there for yeah. not having Heinz. If they switch Heinz may pay for a year of Heinz for them. Um, if you do that you may win i don't know a million dollars something something yeah fun um and uh brilliant idea you know and it, yeah. it's basically asking people to be part of the idea by saying like do this and and um and i think it it's uh the kinds of ideas you can get from found right because it's like oh that's a problem let's fix it by using actual people instead of making up our own our own sort of movie about it which
0: they could have done i guess but they didn't that's that's so good that's so awesome um, so yeah. in a adi- in addition to um the amazing work that you're doing there at, at catch and release you're you're a busy you're a busy guy you um have done some um some teaching at the ad house you have your own podcast called the the a-list which mm-hmm. rumor has i'm going to be part yeah, of maybe i'm putting so. you on yeah. the spot there sure um then you're also doing a a, a podcast for catch and release on on mm-hmm. found content um mm-hmm. you are just you're, you're kind of doing all kinds of things tell us about all these yeah. other things that, that you're doing and um yeah. You know, you're such a great, even in this, in this, in this forum, you've, you've done such a great job of just sort of educating me and, and the audience. Right. So I can imagine that, that, uh, you love teaching.
1: <laughs> I actually hate teaching. I don't know what it you means. do. The actual, the actual sitting in class and like presenting and then, yeah. Cause I huh. stress about it. The whole week, I just mm. stress and stress and stress. I actually haven't done a class in a couple of years because I'm, I'm, yeah, it's too much. It, it it wears me out. But I love helping people learn, and um, we uh, we started AdHouseNYC.com, which is our, our website. We we started adhouse again uh, about four years ago, I guess three years ago, right before the pandemic. Actually, it was three years ago, and. Um, We uh, bought it from Lauren Slaff who had created it with Gary Goldsmith actually, interestingly enough, back in the 90s and I had taught there. Um, Paul, my partner, Paul Fix had taught there. Uh, He's one of the best teachers I've ever seen and loves Mm it. Um, He teaches a great class at Ad House. We bought it from her. We have taken it to sort of, uh, of course it's online. A lot of the classes are online now. But uh, it's adhousenyc.com. We try to keep the classes low, uh, so they're, they're $699 or $799 for 10 weeks. Um, and you get 10 basically three-hour sessions with um, a working creative director. Um, wow. And they go through all your work, and there's probably 12 or 14 kids in a class at the most. Kids, they're humans. Um, right? and uh, of all ages. And you basically just make a lot of the a lot of classes are just make ads and learn. Um, And each week, it's sort of a a uh, discussion group slash, you know, looking at ads looking at other ads, Uh, you become a little family in that 10 weeks, uh, and you you help each other uh, throughout the rest of your career. Uh, We started that we started doing that because we just felt like it had helped us so much. And we felt like there was nothing in between, like going to Miami Ad School, yeah, uh, which is like thousands and thousands of dollars, or I don't know SVA or something, like something that uh, you know you could get from uh, a New York City school, uh, but that even that is more money, I believe. Um, so we wanted to keep it cheap for uh, people like ourselves. I grew up poor, not having a lot of money didn't know where i was going to do i'm so lucky i found fit and advertising and i feel like there's a lot of people like me out there that um could use it so we do that yeah we we made a a deck of cards called ad house of cards uh you can get it at uh, ad um and we'll send you a deck and it's uh i think it's 32 different Sort of strategies for making ads. So coming up with wow. ideas, you know, that's um, great. We did it during the pandemic because we were just like, what can we do uh, to get some to get some, you know, people talking about AdHouse and and uh, also help some people maybe come up with some ideas. So yeah, uh, lots of people like that. Um, and uh, yeah, the two podcasts. the The one is called the A List Podcast, and it came out of the AdHouse before we bought in. I wanted to help Lauren. Uh, so we started this podcast. We've interviewed probably close to sixty people. We started with uh, Rob, uh, Rob Riley, Greg Hahn, and Ty Montague, who were wow, my friends who said yes. So we uh, <laughs> we did it. Uh, if you listen to those, they're real they're real lame because I, I just wasn't very good yet. Um, I doubt, they're, that. They're, I they're doubt that. They're good. They're good. They're actually good uh, episodes, but um, they're just the sound quality isn't very good. Yeah. Um, and uh, and yeah. So we've been doing that for, I guess, I don't know, a while now, years, five years. Uh, and then the uh, Lost and Found podcast was, I just love making podcasts and you, you're you so good at it and, and you know the feeling when you- Oh, I love it. When you get that conversation and it's just like, you, you don't know what's going to happen and then it happens and then you put it up and people are like, oh, that's so cool. I learned so much. And you're just like, oh my God, that was just so fun. I didn't, there was nothing- it was nothing. Hard Absolutely.
0: That. Absolutely. That's I get so much out
1: of it. Yeah. Yeah. And you're doing such a service. And I think, you know, you and and, and I listened to your Dan um, Nelkin episode, uh, George Tannenbaum. There's so yeah. many people out there right now that are making helping people learn that are just doing it because they're passionate and they want to jump in and, and be a part of it. So I'm so grateful that there's so many of us out there
0: doing it yeah and i've been so surprised by the generosity and the willingness of of people you know who are at the top of their game to be like yeah i can i can spare an an hour and tell you everything i know you know for for free I, i mean it's it's just i've been really surprised and delighted about how generous people uh, have been, you know, um, people like you and, and and the people that you've mentioned. And it's been it's been a really great uh, run. I'm super excited about keeping it going. Yeah. Uh, what's next? What's next for you? What's next?
1: Well, uh, this is pretty, you know, this is kind of taken up. I'm I, I like learning from my job. Uh, when I yeah. when I was a executive creative director at J. Walter Thompson, there was a point where my bosses had all left, my clients had all left, and I got a new round of everybody. And I started being in these meetings where I was like, oh my God, this is the same meeting I had three years ago. This is literally yeah. really the same meeting. And that's when I go, I'm done. I, you know, I went freelance pretty much right from that moment. Uh, right now I'm learning so much. I have no idea how to be an evangelist of things. I um it's it's a big it's actually a big uh in the developer world. It's a thing yeah, like right. you you you're a developer, you know all these code, you know, Ruby on Rails. I don't I don't even know what they talk about. And yeah. then you eventually you work for a company and you sort of sell other developers on what you're making. I'm sort of doing that right now and it's so amazing to be uh learning about this platform about the found content and then sort of teaching everybody as i learn um and then uh you know getting like speaking gigs with it and teaching people maybe doing some courses in agencies i don't know um so we're writing a lot of uh guides to found content you can find them all at catch and com. oh okay um You can sign up for our podcast at uh, try.catchandrelease.com slash subscribe. Uh, The podcast is there and a newsletter, which each week we're going to give you uh, no spam. I promise Uh, it'll be all stuff about found content and where to find it and how people are using it um, and also some thought leadership uh, and booklets and things that you can get. Yeah. 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 So that's sort of uh, content marketing is sort of what I've sort of gotten into. I, I, yeah, I, I could see myself becoming a, a marketer down the road and make the creative director thing uh, thing I used to do. Who knows? Ah, uh,
0: you'll never you'll never let that go. I mean, I, I think you know you're doing just based on our conversation of alone. I think you're doing a uh, an incredible job of being that that evangelist. So I think you've you've got that you've oh, got that on lock. Yeah. Cool. No, I. I mean, you brought it all together, right? And, and I and I agree with what you said that everything that you've done has kind of led you to this moment, right? All of your uh, yeah. all of your experience and, and that experimentation and you know the search for what's next. I think i have brought you here. So I'm excited to see what you do next. And uh, thank you. you know, I'm I a, think it's I'm a all fan. about
1: it's all about confidence and it's all about knowing that it's going to be okay and just looking for the ideas no matter where they are and when you're a creative director that's what you're doing you're not looking to get your ideas out there you're not looking to be the hero you're just looking for ideas and if you see an inkling of one you jump on it and you help it you know happen so that's what I'm looking for just looking for ideas everywhere and this has been great thank you so much Jaime
0: Thank you. And I'm doing one more, I'm marking one more clip because that was another little nugget of gold there. Uh, Tom, thank you so much for being on the show. And I look forward to continuing our our conversations uh, offline and online and however they happen. And and I really am glad that we got connected.
1: There's one thing that you haven't asked me that you've asked every guest.
0: Oh, do you want to do it? Sure. I, I keep forgetting to prepare people. So, okay. I didn't I, know. I didn't I know. I haven't prepared okay. at all, but I, I heard you do it. And
1: you haven't, I was <laughs> no, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna I, I love it. Shot. Okay.
0: <laughs> so folks, no so net. folks, I'm glad that you reminded me. No net. Uh, I, I want you to share this is, this is your time to get something off your chest, to share mm-hmm. confession of a creative director. What is your confession, Tom Chrisman? Um,
1: my confession is that i didn't know what i was doing for most of it uh and i didn't realize that that was okay
0: yeah Yeah. i think uh you know i I mentioned that in the book that i'm constantly amazed at 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 brilliant people who have had brilliant careers that feel that
1: that way Uh, and when
0: yeah it's great it's great how often do you do
1: what it's 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 a reminder that it's going to be okay like you have to just keep reminding yourself like yeah you're not supposed to know you're not supposed to know yet and stay open and shut up yeah you know
0: yeah but do you get but do you get glimpses of it where you're like i know i get glimpses of glimpses of like oh yeah i do know what i'm talking about and then and then you know talk to me a few minutes later and then you're just like shit what the hell it's i don't know anything i'm not doing anything yeah
1: it's all about energy for me. I like, if I have, uh, that mindset and I keep the energy up. Yeah. If I let the energy go and I feel myself like waning, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's hard, but yes, there's moments where I'm like, Oh, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. That was the right answer. Uh, Yeah.
0: It's usually, uh, somebody else's idea, but, uh, it was the right answer and and let me ask you one other let me ask you now that you've uh now you've opened this pandora's box Mm -hmm. are there moments where you know let's say you have a lull right and and you're not creating where you start to go like how can i be talking about this stuff you know when i'm not when i'm not making i'm not doing and i i assume that's why you do so many other things because you have that itch to to create yes
1: i do uh i i will make a TikTok. Go to, go to my TikTok. It's Mongo industries at Mongo Mongo industries. Industries. That's pretty much my handle on most, uh, most, uh, social media. Um, but yeah, I'll just make a TikTok, or I'll make a, and sometimes they suck, you know, like probably half of them are just like, that's garbage, you know, but it was me just trying to do something and then it didn't work. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, I don't, I don't want to race. I just go, uh, I'll just do more, you know? So like, yeah. I, I love making. I love it so much. I think everybody should make something every day. And whether that's uh, doing the crossword puzzle, uh, I' consider that making. Um, or writing a LinkedIn post. If you do one a day, it's 365 a year. Yeah,
0: you know, just make something. That's, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. And, that, and, and I just, you know, you just help me answer my own question because I, I get into those situations where I'm like, I need, I'm not making, I'm not doing, I'm, I'm like, what's it's right there. Keep making yeah. stuff. Um, yeah There's you know. so
1: many ways. The, the whole metaverse is yours to play with. Go do something, go, go the play metaverse. a game of FIFA and film it. <laughs> you know, I, one of them was, uh, this kid, uh, had this incredible team on FIFA and I like, yeah I, I just grabbed my phone and I filmed the, you know, when they show the other team and they come out and it was just this, like he had actually bought like so many top guys and I'm just like, I'm going to get crap. Well, yeah, I did. I lost three to one or seven to one or something awful. Uh, but that was content, right? It's like, this happened to me. Right. And, and I got a lot of response on that one. It's like, yep, best team money can buy. You know, it was like, it was just a connection and yeah, uh, you know, maybe it's a waste of time, but also, I don't know. I learned something from making that.
0: I love that. I love that. All right, Tom. Well, thanks again for being on the show. And like I said, I look forward to keeping our conversations going on and and offline. And uh, And on the A-list. And on the A-list. Coming soon. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Tom. Thank you. And there you have it, folks. Another episode of Confessions of a Creative Director in the Books. Thanks to my special guest, Tom Chrisman from Catch and Release. That was a great episode. I'm really looking forward to experimenting with found content. Thank you, Tom, for sharing not only that information, but all those nuggets of wisdom from your very storied career. Thank you for that. And speaking of nuggets of wisdom, if you are an aspiring creative, maybe you're an associate creative director, someone aspiring up to the role of creative director, you need a little creative director therapy, you need a little advice, someone to guide you, Reach out to me on my website, Jaime Cabrera Creative.com. Set up a complimentary 20 minute consultation and see if one on one coaching might be right for you. And uh, also pick up the book What's the Big Idea? An Indispensable Guide to Becoming a Kick Ass Creative Director, available on Amazon and anywhere you buy books. So check that out. Subscribe to the podcast, leave us some comments, shoot me a message. Uh, let's get in touch. Let's keep this thing going. And until next time, peace, love, and creativity. See ya. Make the logo
1: big.